This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. ...by President Biden and his top advisors to keep the discovery of classified information secret from the public and even most of the White House staff for 68 days was driven by what turned out to be a futile hope that the incident could be quietly disposed of without broader implications for Mr. Biden or his presidency. That's Fox News quoting an article from the New York Times, uh, who does great work whenever their work coincides with my particular set of political beliefs. I got to be honest. Uh, but see, New York Times did a great piece. 68, now, the 68 days is in reference to from when the documents, the first batch. Remember, this guy is the sitting president of the United States of America. Uh, from the day those documents were found that they hid, they hid it from the American public for 68 days. There was the election. New York Times says in their investigation why they lied to you about it, why they lied to people who voted for Biden. They lied because they wanted to protect his presidency. And I think a lot of us can say, yeah, no crap. We knew that. Um, so that's one of the big stories today. More documents found over the weekend. We might get into some more of that at 835. Other big story, Attorney General Andrew Bailey uh, joining us uh, within the past half hour or so here on uh, on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. And I want to get to uh, our next guest because another big issue here in Mid-Missouri, solar farms. And if you, Callaway County, anytime you go up and down I-70, I go see my dad and I'm like, man, every time I go there, they're putting in more and more solar farms. A lot of people unpleased, I think, to put it lightly uh Houseworth, uh 20 seconds encapsulate what the attorney general told us as it relates to the columbia public school district in my mind lying to parents lying to the public um and what the attorney general's involvement is going to be well i'll tell you in 20 uh, 15 seconds basically he said that all options are on the table he suggested that includes prosecution but he also indicated he's looking at the issue of willful negligence, which is not in that letter. So there there was a lot of news made on that interview, and I've never heard him that fired up. Marsh, 15, 20 seconds, your big takeaway from our conversation with Missouri's top law enforcement official. If I was a Columbia school superintendent or maybe even the president of the board, I'd be very concerned about my livelihood. Yeah, here's something from a former mayoral candidate uh, who I would consider... Uh, middle-of-the-road progressive. So far, the comments I have received from talking to parents over the weekend, kids should not have been shown this at a function, uh, even if it was sponsored by the city. Number two, poor decision. Number three, what a nightmare. Uh, welcome into the show. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I am Brad and Rather, joined by Stephanie Bell, Brian Hauser with John Marsh, producer Hannah. Another thing that's got folks hot underneath the collar. Man, um, solar farms in Callaway County. It seems... And I'm probably exaggerating, but it seems every time I drive down I-70 to go see my dad, there's more and more farms going up. And I'm looking forward to going to the Callaway County Chamber of Commerce event. I think it's Thursday night. I'm anxious to go there and chat with some more folks about this. We are joined by Callaway County Commissioner Roger Fisher, another solar farm being proposed for Callaway County. Uh, what's the bottom line on this latest farm proposed there, sir? Just a second. Uh, let's start over. We're having, we're uh, to err is human. To really foul things up requires a computer. Bottom line on this latest proposed solar farm. All right. The, the proposal that re- was released last week is actually not a new solar farm. It's uh, Amron. The, the, we have a um, network of power lines across the county. 
And in order for these large solar farms to hook up and to put that much power on them, they have to connect to the very some of the largest power lines across our nation. And uh, show and uh, Amron has uh, they're in charge of this section of line where they want to hook up. So this solar farm has to work with Amron, and Amron is the one who has to make the application of the PSC to be able to put the uh, substation in. Now, this, the solar farm wouldn't be, as I understand it, the solar farm's not actually Amron's. It's actually Show Me uh, Show Me Solar, and they're wanting to put a, about 2,500 megawatts onto that, onto that, into the network. So Amron is the one who's responsible for having to apply for and to build out that substation. So what is it your constituents are telling you in Callaway County? As I've said more than once, it seems like there's more and more going up. And I, I, the one thing I do know is there are a lot of people, man. They, these, and you can call it NIMBY. You can call it whatever you want. But there's a lot of folks that just don't want it there. What's the biggest rub here? Well, it's, it's not like the, the Callaway nuclear plant or some other facility that we're familiar with in the past. This is a... This is a paradigm shift in solar generation. The um, big problem is, is okay, we've got a neighborhood of 10,000 acres right now that are under or projected to have solar put on them. In the next three to five years, we're probably looking at around 20,000 acres, just Callaway County. And this substation pretty much uh, tells us the story that, you know, this is just the beginning. Uh, Interstate 70, all along through there, where those flat fields are, will be covered with solar eventually, is, is the likely scenario. And they're upset. You know, Commissioner, I, I want to bring to your attention, and we'll see what happens. I think you bring up a good point, too. It's not Ameren's project, but they're involved in the electricity there, and they have to actually submit the application. That's important. I was at the Ready Board meeting last last week, earlier this month, and they mentioned, John John did, who's a local realtor here in town, that companies are looking at Callaway and Cooper for bigger projects because there's just not enough land in this area. And he also mentioned your, two, your county and Cooper does not have zoning. Um, and my question is this. You've got a prison over there. You've got a DYS facility. You've got a nuclear plant. Now, potentially a lot of solar farms. Is it time for Callaway County, in your opinion, to consider zoning, which you don't have right now? I feel like we're getting close to the time for the people of Callaway County to make that decision. I don't know if that choice will be on the ballot this year. I don't. It's, it's going to be up to the people. It's going to be up to the citizens of Callaway County uh, if they're in, if they're ready to take another look at that. It's failed miserably in the past, uh, but we're in a new, dawn of a new era right now. Uh, there's a lot of people in Callaway County now that have migrated over from Boone County and have come north from Cole County that are used to having some protections, and they like the environment in Callaway County as it is right now. They don't want to see uh, they don't want to see Callaway County become another Boone or Cole County in the way that it, they've been developed. But they do like the protections that they've enjoyed. I'm trying to think of of, uh, of this. I want to be short here with my questions. I know John has got some stuff for you, too. Callaway County, one of the top ten. You look at landmass counties in Missouri, top ten. A lot of open land in Callaway County. But I'm trying to think. Um, somebody might be listening this morning and they're going, well, I don't live in Callaway County. I live in Montauk County. Why should I care about the influx of more and more solar farms going into a county that I don't reside in? Why should we care? Well, the U.S. government is forcing utilities to purchase a certain amount of everything that they pass through from renewable sources. The 
the build out for that is going to require millions, not thousands, but millions of acres of land for solar, which it's going to become so expensive. Uh, they have no idea how much this is going to affect their utility rate. If, if right now, let's just say we have a hundred megawatts available and we have a demand for a million because the government's forcing these utilities to provide it. All right. I've got 10 times more people asking for my electricity than I have to sell. So am I going to sell it for what it costs me plus a few percent? Or am I going to put it on the open market and say, oh yeah, the guys bid on it. I want all I can get. All right. And soon as they set that market, and if it's at, at five or 10 times more than it costs to make with the other, other generation that we use now, then people like Ameren and other utilities across the nation are going to have to go back to their local PSC and say, look, guys, our cost of electricity because of these government mandates has gone up a multiple of 10. So we need to be able to pass this on to our consumers. And, oh, yeah, we get to collect a pass-through fee. We're going to make money, too. Guess who's paying for all that? It's going to be us consumers. All right, our guest, Callaway County Commissioner Roger Fisher this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri, the influx of solar farms in Callaway County. Roger, somebody used to live on 100-plus acres in uh, Callaway County way back in the day. I remember when this this discussion first came down, it kind of, kind of piqued my interest, and I guess the question to you is, what are they offering rent per acre annually for these farmers to get their attention on all this? And the second part of that is these are not just one-acre parcels. These are multiple uh, acres of land that they're asking for. Oh, yeah. No, they're they're taking some of the farms are two- and three-hundred-acre farms that they're getting under lease. They're looking at a typically a 40-year lease. Uh, we're hearing on the streets uh pretty confident it's running around $800 an acre per year and I don't know if that means the amount of uh, acreage that the, that the, that is shadow underneath the solar panel or if it's actually the entire field you know edge to edge uh, that's yet to be determined at least it's not publicly known and um, it, some of it goes as high as 1200 per acre like if they really want a place and that that's their link back to the uh, say pipeline it's the power line uh, they're willing to pay more uh, I know one commissioner up in the Sedalia X area that was offered it and he quoted it $3,800 per acre but I don't know how much he had I don't know if it's you know 50 or 100 acres but yeah it's running up there it's more than a person can cash rent a farm for to put cattle on or to grow crops on uh they're just pricing, right, price farming out of the business here. I wonder, here's another conversation. We're not going to have time to have it today, but I wonder what it's like neighbor against neighbor. Because you've got a neighbor saying, hey, it, this is my land. I can lease it to these companies if I want. And then you've got the neighbors. But, yeah, we moved to Callaway County, farmland, ag, peace and quiet and all this. Uh, I wonder what's going on between neighbors in Callaway County. I look forward to finding out more Thursday night. I'll be at the Callaway County Chamber of Commerce event there uh, in town. Roger Fisher, County Commissioner in Callaway. Thank you for your time this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Thanks for having me. All right. We appreciate it. Coming up just a few minutes from now, we're going to be doing the Morning Bell Business News. A little twist only. Stephanie Bell can give you what you have. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Morning Bell. This is where we give you some business news, but a little twist. It's a twist only. Stephanie Bell can give you. 
Well, the market is uh, futures are currently looking up, and I love a good business wars story, especially on the tail end, because when you're in it, it's like hard to see what's happening. But like Netflix versus Blockbuster, Coke versus Pepsi, Adidas versus Nike, you know, they have such it's such it's fascinating to see how these folks compete. And right now, banks are starting to get nervous, big banks um, in the relationship uh, that their customers are developing with Apple and big tech. So Apple, PayPal, they have these wallets where when you go to shop online, you can use your Apple wallet to pay and the banks are thinking uh-oh you know is this the netflix are they coming after us you know and so we've got to be able to compete now if you ask me they're a little bit late to the game um because people are used to using apple wallet and paypal um but a bunch of big banks including bank of america and jp morgan and other banks are uh working with a company called zelle which exists but is kind of this um platform like a paypal or apple and so they're trying to use that platform to come up with something to compete with Apple Pay. And I was going to ask you, have you ever, do you, you don't even have an Apple phone, but do you, do you use any sort of online wallet? Do you uh, have a PayPal? No, it's, but I asked someone, I asked you on the show a couple of weeks ago, like, have you guys ever heard of PayPal or something like oh that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I've heard of The answer is no, Stephanie. <laughs> if the answer to your question You is, just are still writing your checks in cursive? Is that no, what you're I, doing? I just, I don't, I, I, I'm trying to, th- I, I just don't need to give money away. John, do you use the PayPal or the I had to have somebody through my uh through my bank show me how to how I could just send funds electronically to whoever. Let's say I wanna contribute to the GoFundMe page after uh uh Dr. Brian Yearwood resigns from his position at Columbia Public Schools and I wanna donate to his GoFundMe page. Yes, I have a PayPal account. Do you use oh, it? Oh, John. I don't use it a lot, but I had to set it up for a couple of things, doing some outside side hustle stuff. And they were like, no, you got a PayPal account? We'll shoot it right to you. I'm going, uh, give me five minutes. <laughs> what about Venmo? Yeah. I'm not a Venmo guy. I've got a Venmo, but I, I do think like with these wallets and stuff now, everything's on your phone. It's you can also put it on an Apple Watch, and you know, in a lot of bigger cities and even internationally during COVID, they decided, hey, you know, it's smarter for us to just tap and pay, right? Than than to have to do all this other stuff. And so, in a lot of places, they were like, yeah, it like that's the main source of how people are paying. And so, I think banks are right on in thinking. Uh-oh. We might be being left behind if everyone's tapping and paying and that's that's where and, and so I, I like to criticize everything because I think we lost a lot during COVID. There's a couple of good things to come out of COVID. I don't think you should blow on other people's food before serving it to them. So like let's quit spitting on people's food. But also I think moving in this direction I think is right in, in that, you know, like it's easier if you just tap and pay. It's also if you budget I told you this. Chris and I used to get in lots of fights over the fact that we were budgeting and he would take cash out and then I couldn't record how it got spent. And I'd be like, where'd that $20 go? And he's like, well, I got a haircut and then the other $9 magically disappeared. And so I think like for, you know, people who are watching their finances, having everything run through, uh, you know, your credit card and not in cash is helpful. I'm trying to think of uh, the, the video industry. Uh, I remember the first time uh, I had a friend was in Netflix was sending him CDs at home. Like, why don't you just go to the Blockbuster and just pick out? And he's like, no, this is the way it's going to be. And then I got on board with that. And then somebody said, well, look, I can just get this on my TV. I'm like, well, why don't you just have them mail you the DVD? So this could be a game change, right? To use that cliche, but completely changing the game or 
getting rid of a, a, a certain type of business, i.e. banks. Well, I don't think it's going to get rid of banks, but certainly you, you have a loyalty to like your Apple, you know, your Apple wallet. And so, you know, my question is, you know, it's great that they're planning this new thing, but are they too late? That's the Morning Bell Business News. And see, that's the little twist that we were talking about. I think I got duped by, I got trolled by Hannah, why eggs cost so much. <laughs> I think you misunderstood. <laughs> that, that's a possibility, too. Why are you paying so much for eggs? We might get into that coming up 835. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Blurring of the lines in the use of the word violence. That's a dude on CNN talking about protest. So there's a dude in Atlanta. He's an activist. And he fires at cops. Cops fire back, shoot and kill the dude. People freak out. Oh, my God, you killed another black man. Uh, so there were uh, 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 peaceful gatherings over the weekend outside the Atlanta police station. And that guy on CNN, well, I don't know if I would call it uh, uh, violence. What started as a This is from a local television station in Atlanta. What started as a demonstration against a proposed Atlanta police training center quickly turned into a violent protest when marchers took to the street. You'll take a look. This truest bank right here, the front window blown out by protesters throwing rocks and bricks at it. And across the street, the Wells Fargo right there also suffering damage when those protesters went after that building as well. They've already boarded it up. Uh, They also set a police cruiser on fire. Tensions boiled over tonight just armed with bricks and fireworks. Some protesters turned violent in downtown. So that's a local TV station. Uh, but CNN, well, I don't know that I would call it violent. One of the things that we'd like to take you know, behind the behind the scenes a little bit, uh, and I know Marsh doing journalism 30 years here in town, when we talk about these national stories, one of the things I have found most valuable is uh, don't take what Fox tells you or CNN or whatever it is, wherever you get your sources from. And I do like to get uh, one story. I like to see different sources, see how it's being portrayed, see who's got things uh, fouled up. One of the best things I have found is to go to the local, go to locals, like if there's a big, big story out of California, wherever, go to a California news outlet, see what they're saying. Like uh, covering people's arms. Like (laughs) the right to bear arms, my goodness. (laughs) Because a lot of local folks got that one right. People here in Missouri knew the, knew the deal, yeah. but the national outlets got it completely wrong. That's right. And that, that was so egregious what happened with even local news outlets, some of the local news outlets. But you're right, the nationals, uh, my gosh, they're, they're, the Republicans are controlling what women are wearing in the house. And they scooped it up like it was clam chowder soup, man. I love this. And they were wrong. But if they would have come to a local news source, let's say, like 93.9 The Eagle or 104.5 News Radio 950 KWS, they would have seen the facts and the reality. But these people buy buy into what the national news outlets tell them and they go with it. Welcome to the show. Wake up, mid-Missouri. Uh, ta-da, Stephanie Bell is here. Good morning. And Mr. Brian Hosworth. It's good to see you. Great job this morning. Uh, John Marsh is here. Present. By the way, I had a good time Saturday. I crashed. Yeah. Hal Dooley does a, a Saturday show on KWOS, and uh, I crashed it. <laughs> and we appreciate it. Uh, but it was a good time. Uh, Cotstone uh, uh, Gallery, the, the work that they do there, the art, you ever get to see that in Jefferson City, just some incredible stuff. Uh, Edie Vogel 
Mm-hmm. Got to meet her. Uh, Tim Tannen, who does the Red Slipper Warrior yes. Project. Gosh, he does some incredible work. Uh, Tim Tannen, whether you get involved with his charity or not, just a good just a good dude. He really is. Uh, just a good dude. Long-time trooper. Yeah, long-time yeah. trooper. Uh, I think he's been bodyguard. Yes. And governor. He's done some pretty spectacular stuff, but at heart, he's just a good human being. Yes, like is. one of those people you want to be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, producer Hannah is here. Today. Hello. She's also one of those people you just want to be around because she's always so bright and bubbly. <laughs> because she's let me fa- she's usually bright and bubbly, and I think she, I think she goofed- on a Monday, no less. <laughs> I think she goofed me. You know, she's got an ag degree. I'm wearing my Mizzou ag shirt today, and. Because that's what one of the requirements, one of the mandates we have here in Wake Up Mid-Missouri. If you want to be a member of Wake Up Mid-Missouri, you have to have a degree in agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> or law. Or journalism. Yeah. Or just life experiences and barstool knowledge of politics <laughs> and how things work. Uh, but we were talking about... It, it, I don't buy eggs, but I get friends. I get pictures from friends. We get texts at 874-9390. You know, we talk about the things that set people up. We got some texts this morning about the price of eggs locally. So Hannah tells me the price of eggs, uh, it's the uh, uh, the winter and chickens lay uh, fewer eggs because they're like plants. They need chlorophyll. Uh, they need more sunlight. All right, city boy. <laughs> I think you misunderstood. <laughs> I think she said they, they hibernate. Is that what? Yeah, no, hibernate? They hi- no. Every year they go, they dig holes and they go and hibernate in the ground. And then when <laughs> when the grizz- those are only the ground chickens that do that. <laughs> Dang yuppies. <laughs> so uh, the shortage of price of eggs, I would say, is Joe Biden because it's just convenient. Yeah, it's inflation and bird flu. Avian flu is really bad right now. So we've lost millions of chickens. It's going to take a little bit to recoup those chickens. That's true. That's true. Well said. Senator Bernie Sanders did tweet last week. He blamed it on greed, and he mentioned three companies. One of them was Lando Lakes. Um, so he's blaming it on, on greed. Um, it, again, it, it depends on t- different people's perspective. I do know that they are going up, though, and just continue to uh, go up. And if you go have eggs at a, a restaurant, the cost seems to be going up, too. Well, and I think the problem there is you used to rely on eggs, or at least I did. I think a lot of people did to get cheap protein. And so as the prices of meat has gone up under the Biden administration and, you know, maybe you can't have meat with your breakfast every day. It was like, oh, I can count on eggs and get my protein from a pretty cheap source. And now I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what's more expensive. You know, if you want to eat like a steak burrito for breakfast instead of an egg burrito, because they're, they're just ridiculous. And that's, I mean, my family, we went skiing. We were like, hey, cheap breakfast. I was thinking, cheap breakfast and I, I hadn't changed my mindset yet and I thought we're just going to do breakfast burritos easy you can fill them with eggs and some potatoes you know 18 I paid over six dollars a dozen eggs it wow. was ridiculous you could I have. wonder how this is affecting the Stanton brothers operation oh that's it's a, a good huge question. operation huge operation in Centralia and I've not seen him uh, I've not seen him since he he, he narrowly lost the election, but I've not seen him, but he, we could ask him the next time. He was time. a former Boone County yeah. office holder appointed by Governor Mike uh, Parson. Doug, on the text, shop exclusively at Aldi's Jeff City Eggs are three ninety nine a dozen, and they're large. Mm. See, even to me, $4 seems a lot for eggs, but I, I don't buy eggs. Well, and prices are up everywhere, but it seems like in the bigger cities, eggs are quite a bit cheaper. Where I live in, you know, small-town California... 
It's like nine fifty nine for eighteen. Wow. Yeah. No. Yes. Well, and you think about, I mean, like someone like my family, we've got five people. It's not unheard of to eat two eggs with breakfast. So you're down a dozen eggs like in one day, right? Mm. <laughs> Easy. And, and I think a lot of people are there and they thought, you know, it used to be I can use the eggs to yeah. get a cheap breakfast and you just can't now. I've been having to buy the carton like egg beaters. Oh, that's Which smart. I don't, I mean, they're fine, but I would prefer real eggs because the cartons are a little cheaper. We need to get our uh, the, the Medicare nerd Wendy Sprouse. Mm-hmm. She's the she's got so Wendy she comes on from time to time. She's phenomenal with Medicare and what she does to help people here in Mid Missouri. But she has a, a, a I call it it's not a chicken farm. It's a, a, a giant cage. She's got all the these coop? chickens. The coop. And she's got she has a, a, a an old radio that sits up there, and it's been I've been knowing her for seven years at this point, five, seven years, and she's always got, you go to her house, she's got this little radio, and it plays Wake Up Mid-Missouri, and every time she's on, we joke and talk about the... the, the and the eggs come out already scrambled, right? <laughs> <laughs> but can't, cracked. Can't we, like, for future, right, can't you freeze an egg and preserve it, and then when there's an egg shortage... Then can't we thaw them oh. out? Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I know that you I know can. Freeze, so those egg beaters, like Hannah was talking about, they freeze that. I know that you can, like, can or, like, you know, jar eggs. I've seen that done before. I've never done it personally, but you can preserve them that way. All y'all people that had the 20 pounds of butter, you know, in your freezer. Uh, we, <laughs> we need to talk to them because they were, they, fr- I didn't know you could freeze butter, but I assume the same people who are freezing butter have a way to stock up on eggs that we need some insight on. Uh, Rich, we buy eggs, 250 a dozen from a friend who has chickens. We got four. Can you eat turkey eggs? Hmm. Is yep. that like a thing? Oh, yeah. I, you know. I had ducks when I was in high school. We'd eat duck, e- we would eat duck eggs. What about ostrich eggs? Because yeah, ostrich. You can eat those. Make a really big omelet. Uh, Good luck finding an ostrich, but... (laughs) Prices continue to skyrocket up 60% in December from a year earlier. Uh, Last year, the average price for a dozen large grade eggs was buck ninety-three. Uh, And then Joe came into office and the rest is history. (laughs) It's so bad now, there's no kidding. Uh, besides the mess that it is for our country at the border that Kamala has been taken care of and Joe's been taken care of and all that, uh, eggs, I'm not kidding, I'm not making this up, eggs are being smuggled across the border. That's wild. And it seems to me that the, in terms of, you talked about the national coverage, and I would say even with the Republicans, they have not, they've they've really not talked a whole lot about inflation. At times they have, but they've been focusing, obviously, on the classified documents and some other things. But it is, you know, I know we've talked about it, Brandon. You know, you could compare it to certain years. I was around, you were around in 75, but I don't remember the pinch coming quite like this because people had Mm -hmm. savings accounts and could live off their savings accounts. So it is very hard, particularly on working, working class families to be able to afford food and to be able to afford basic necessities right now. There's no question about that. Doug says you can totally freeze eggs, but you can't freeze them in the shell. That's what I was thinking. I would think the shell would crack. Yeah, I'm like, how convenient is that? It's like a popsicle Ooh. <laughs> uh, egg. Which, Gross. Yeah. Uh, a frozen egg on a stick. <laughs> what are we going to do about Easter and dying eggs? I, oh, no. Uh, you know, you got to dye all those eggs. Make them for e- the peep industry. <laughs> make, make them Easter bunnies lay more eggs. Reese's eggs Seriously. for everyone. Ooh, I like that idea. Uh, this was kind of cool from... Uh, from yesterday. And my hers 
got it. And boy, does that have to feel great. He made a kick. Poor dude. Oh. After, after he had one blocked, John, did you see the blocked kick? It happens. Yeah, it happens. He got it blocked. But it was so funny because immediately, the, and this is the guy he missed four point afters in a game last week in the playoffs. Fortunately, it did not cost his team the game. But I applauded the guy because he faced the music afterwards. He's like, man, you know, good for my team. And uh, I, I boffed it. I would have been in the corner in tears or throwing stuff angry. Because when things don't go well, and don't back me up on this, guys. What happens when things don't go well? I'll sometimes. I, You're in a mood. I get in, which is, and I don't do that. I, 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 I yeah. don't. And this guy handled it well. But I, uh, even the blocked kick, they were like, I don't think it would have made it, even if it wasn't blocked. <laughs> so he made it. Chiefs in the playoffs. Is it scary that they're facing the, the Bengals? Stephanie, your analysis of, uh, of, the, <laughs> of the Chiefs game the Yay, other day. Sports. Yay. No, I mean, I'm excited. Anytime we can cheer for the Chiefs, I'm, I don't, I mean, I don't care who they face. I'll be cheering the whole time. So it'll be the uh, Chiefs this weekend against the Cincinnati uh, Bengals. Dallas taking on Philadelphia. Maybe a rematch in the Super Bowl. Chiefs. And again, I'm being assumptive. I'm assuming the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. I hope so. Amen. Coming a few minutes from now, this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Enjoy. Some leftover eggs on the, uh, on the show this morning. We're talking about why the price of eggs are so high. It's mostly Joe. That's what I'm saying. Inflation, just like with uh, with everything else. And apparently you can freeze eggs and mm-hmm. other things. Yeah, Debbie says you can freeze kettle corn, which for me is like a game changer because I love that stuff. But you have to like go to the fair or something to get it a lot of times. And she said you can just put it in the freezer and then eat it like a cup at a time. Like popped popcorn. Yeah, like pop. kettle corn from what? like a food truck. The best I like, kind. I like how you're surprised you can freeze popcorn when you literally keep your shoes in the freezer. <laughs> You can freeze anything if you want to. GTS, it it works. Uh, I could be getting punked. I don't know. Maybe you can or can't. Well, I'm going to test this. You know what? You're probably right. People <laughs> sitting up there, hey, let's text this to 874 9390 because Brandon and Steph and Marsh and Hannah, they'll read anything on the air. You can totally <laughs> freeze a can of Coke. <laughs> like, like Joe Biden, you put him in front of a teleprompter and he'll just say, Whatever. He'll freeze. Uh, yeah, you'll freeze. Nice work. Hannah, you got anything for leftovers? <laughs> no. no I, I do, I do. Um, so we heard from the attorney general, hey, like, if you're fired up about what's going on in the schools, like, here's the school board meeting, show up. And I think at the same time, so many people, including myself, we talk about education reform. And just a heads up, there's some stuff going down in the state house uh, this week, uh, Tuesday, the Senate Education Committee will hear some open enrollment bills. They're also going to be voting on some stuff they heard last week, uh, particularly, we think, the Parents' Bill of Rights. Yeah. Um, there's also some education hearings uh, going on over in the House uh, regarding open enrollment. So if you're unsatisfied with your school district or unsatisfied with the fact that you can't pick your school um, and you're looking for reform, know that there are things happening in the state house that's, you know, a short drive for many people in mid-Missouri to show up and actually listen or be heard. And there are people like John Potter, who is, I think, one of the folks that started uh, uh, Concerned Como Citizens for CPS students, something like that. Uh, this guy, he was a uh, 
just uh, he's a truck driver. He's not a very gifted public speaker. When I first met him a couple years, he started getting involved in what was happening in schools. The guy's now in Jefferson City to help parents navigate this stuff. And the other thing I would highly recommend: contact your local, uh, your local state representative. He doesn't have to your state representative, even and let's say it's one of these Democrats that just got elected. Doesn't matter. Call them too if they are your rep. Call them and say, hey. Uh, what what can I do here? How can you help me? It'd be interesting to see the response you'd get from somebody like a Democrat like Mann, like Doug Mann or somebody like that when you're complaining about schools and these uber-progressive, idiotic Democrats that think it's okay to do things like we saw at CPS last week. That is going to be an interesting story. If you get a chance, go to our website, Sid might be 10 o'clock. Uh, you can go to kwos.com, 93.9 theeagle.com, and you'll be able to check out our interview with our Attorney General uh, Andrew Bailey as it relates to what could happen with the Columbia Public School District after what they did to little kids. And worse, in my the legal aspect aside, just how they're just dismissive of parents and they're gaslighting. Well, you're against diversity. It's just complete BS, but they're consistent. Marsh, what do you got for leftovers? If we're talking about things going on at the Capitol tomorrow, a big event at the Capitol is Veterans Legislative Day, where there'll be service officers and people lobbying the lawmakers. And if you're a veteran out there and haven't had your veterans benefits reviewed, maybe in five or ten years, might be a good opportunity to go by, find a service officer might be pleasantly surprised what you may be entitled to now. Wanted to make sure I snuck this in. Those five inmates that escaped from St. Francis County Jail about 75 miles south of St. Louis. So apparently it was a whole series of unfortunate events or an inside job. Apparently these inmates got into a cell. They've all been captured. Got into a cell. It was supposed to be closed off due to plumbing repairs. 